Lekutah Sichas Chelik Yutes Parsha Para A Summary of the Sicha The Rishalmi tells us that in regards to the order of the four Parshas the last two are Parsha Para and then Parsha Zachedish so by rights Parsha Zachedish should come before Parsha Para because Zachedish is was happened on the first day of Nisan and the Paraduma was brought only after that so therefore Achedish should come before Parsha Para but um, why does Parsha Para come before Parsha Parsha Achedish because Parsha Para is the purity the purification of all Jewish people that's why it comes first in order that the Yidin should be able to prepare for the the carbon Pesach which is in Parsha Achedish that's why it comes before Parshas Achedish. But the Rishami says, Taharosim shall call Yisrael. It talks about the purification of all Yidin. In fact, that it's not just the wording, but also the idea that every Yid has to read Parsha Para before Parshas Achedish. And every single shul means that it's something that pertains to every single Yid. But the question could be asked, that Parsha Pura, the Pura Duma, the ashes of the red heifer, the purification, is only for somebody that actually became Tomei Mace. Somebody that came ritually impure because of contact with a mace with a dead body. For him, he needs a parsha, uh, uh, the Pura Duma. But all Yidin don't need the Pura Duma, only those Yidin. In fact, that has to be a minority. Because if the majority of the Yidin became Tomei, then you would just do the carbon Pesach without worrying about becoming Tahar. So the only way that you would need the Parsha Parah before carbon uh, Pesach, before Parsha Chedesh, is if only a minority of the Yidin become Tameh. So how is it that the majority who are not Tameh have to follow the minority who are Tameh and read Parsha Parah before Parsha Chedesh? So therefore we must say that there is something deeper here, a level a spiritual level which is represented by Parsha Para, which is something that every Yid needs. It's not talking just on the literal sense that everybody might need to uh, have purification from Thomas Mess, but it's talking about a spiritual level. So what we need to understand what that is. So we'll understand that by first explaining something that we find interesting, novel about Parsha Paraduma. About the Paraduma. The Rambam expresses what is the meaning of the mitzvah of the paraduma? To make a paraduma so that the ashes will be available to anyone that needs it in order to purify himself from Tumas Mace. So the Rambam describes the paraduma not as if somebody becomes Tomei, he should ha- he has paraduma. He should cleanse himself with the paraduma. He defines the mitzvah as it should be available to anyone that may need it. And he brings the Pasuk for that, that it should be for the community of Jewish people, which means for a safekeeping, that it should be available, it's there for anyone who needs it. Which is in itself interesting, that he doesn't define the mitzvah by using the, uh, the ashes of the Paratumah to cleanse yourself, but that it's available for anyone that needs it. And it's even more, more interesting. It's a greater Chiddush because there is no real Chiyuv. There's no obligation to somebody that becomes Tamei Meis that he must cleanse himself. Even before going, uh, you know, that, that it says that a person should cleanse himself before Chayev Adam. A person is obligated to cleanse himself from Tumah before the Yom Tif. 
so first of all, not everybody agrees that that is Medeiraisa. It could be only a rabbinic thing. But even that only pertains to people that have the chiyuv of aliyah l'regel, of going to the Beis Amigdash. But anyone that is not in that category, for instance, somebody that lives outside of Eretz Yisrael, or somebody that doesn't own land in Eretz Yisrael, doesn't have to go to aliyah l'regel, therefore has no obligation to purify himself. So therefore, the whole concept of having to purify himself doesn't really exist, for the most part. And so it comes out that who is this, who do we need to keep this ashes ready for, available for? Somebody who decides on his own that he wants to cleanse himself. And when? Whenever he decides that he wants to cleanse himself. There is no time. So therefore, we're talking about having ashes available for somebody who decided on his own that he wants to cleanse himself. And that's what defines the mitzvah. Rav Sadia Goen uses similar terminology. He says, when he describes in his Sefer HaMitzvah, the mitzvah of Paraduma, he says, The Parah has to be available in safekeeping always, constantly. And although there are some uh, commentaries on the Rav Sadia Goen that say that what he means to say by that is that there were two, two different, the ashes were divided into two. Some of it was sent across the uh, Israel to the different communities that it should be available for people that need to cleanse themselves. And then a little bit was placed in the Chel, which is outside on the Harabayas in an area there that from every single Paraduma they put a little bit over there that should be Lemishmeres. It's there for safekeeping. It's there that it should always be in existence. The others, you know, could get lost. It could get used up or whatever. There's always a little bit for safekeeping in the chayl. And so they say that Reb Sadigon is referring to that um, small amount that's placed in the chayl, that it has to be there for safekeeping. Which, is, uh, which comes out that Reb, who used the little bit of ashes that was kept in the chayl? Only the Kayan Godel. When they had to bring, uh, before Yom Kippur, when they, the Kayan Godel went through the cleansing process, even though he wasn't Tomei, but they still put him through the cleansing process. He, they used it from the chayl. And also when they were getting ready to prepare a new para aduma, which happened only once, eight times since Moshe Rabbeinu up until the end of the, the Beis Amigdash. So it comes out that the only chiyuv, the only one that really has a chiyuv to cleanse himself is the Kayin Godel, because he has to work in the uh, Beis Amigdash on Yom Kippur. And so he has to be pure. So therefore, he has a real obligation. And therefore, these achreinim, these commentaries say that that's what the Rav Sadiyagon is talking about, about that little bit amount that's in the chayl, because that's the one that there is an obligation. But it's very difficult to say that that's what he means, because then the mishmeres beteda doesn't define what paraduma, the ashes of the paraduma, are about. All it is is a marker to tell you it's talking about the ones in the chayl, but it doesn't really define what the ashes are about, about safekeeping. It's really about the sprinkling. And since the Kayin Godel is the one that has to be sprinkled with chayl, that's why they use the one that's in the chayl, about which the Pasuk says it should be for safekeeping always. But it doesn't really define the mitzvah. And it's generally, how could we say that the whole mitzvah of paraduma depends only on that small amount that is there, which is only used by one person and only once a year, twice a year, whatever, the third day and the seventh day, 
or once in, in uh, eight times over the whole span of both Batamigdash and all the Kayanim that did their service, their Avayid in the Beis Hamikdash with great dedication and they were very, and, and that they might need it, that doesn't count. That's not really what it's about. It's about that one Kayan Godel. That's what the whole mitzvah of Paraduma is. It's difficult to say that that's what it means, that that's what the whole meaning of Paraduma is. So therefore, it's more logical to say that the Rav Sadigon is also talking about the same thing as the Rambam, that there is a need, that there should be availability of the ashes for anyone that needs it. So then the question comes back, what does it mean that the mitzvah is defined by it being available rather than by its use? So to explain, everything in Gashmias evolves from its spiritual origin. That means, whatever, however something is defined in its spiritual origin, as it evolves into the physical world, it also takes on those properties and those details. The same thing applies, of course, to everything in Torah and Mitzvahs. If you have a mitzvah that is practiced in a very specific way, it's because in its spiritual origin, that's how that mitzvah happens in the, in the, in the spiritual worlds above, and that's why it expresses itself that way in the physical world as well. So therefore, the fact that the Parah Duma is defined by it being available for a Kol Yisrael, for every Yid, means that in the world, in, the, in its Pnimiyizdike, in, in its spiritual level, the Parah Duma has to be available for every single Yid to be able to be used. And that's why the detail of the mitzvah is also expressed that way in a physical way as well. But what does that mean? Parah Duma represents Tshuva. Why does it represent Shuvah? Because death represents having done an Aveira. When a, per, a Yid does an Aveira, he becomes separated from Hashem. And since Hashem is the source of life, as the Torah says, Vashem you shall be attached to Hashem. You will be alive because of that. If a person disconnects from Hashem through an Aveira, that's the result is death comes along Paraduma and fixes the problem of death. Meaning to say, Paraduma represents Shuvah. That's how a person fixes the idea of death, of, of Averis, of death. And therefore, Paraduma represents Shuvah. Which explains something interesting about Paraduma. On the one hand, the Paraduma contains two opposite ideas. On the one hand, it is prepared not inside the Beis Hamikdash, but outside of all the three encampments. Not in the Beis Hamikdash, not in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, not in the area around the Beis Hamikdash where the Levim lived in the desert. It's done outside of all three machnas, which means it's outside the realm of Kedusha altogether. There are three levels of Kedusha. This is prepared outside the area of Kedusha, but... The Torah says, when it's, the blood is sprinkled, it has to be al pnei oil moyed, to the face of the oil moyed, which means in the literal sense, he has to be able to see the door of the Mishkan or the Beis Amigdash when he sprinkles the blood, and that's where he sprinkles it towards. But pnei oil moyed means the inner sanctum of the oil moyed, the, the most, the deepest place of the of the Beis Amigdash. So on the one hand, it's all the way outside. On the other hand, it's to the deepest, has to be done towards the deepest level of the Kedusha. And that makes sense, because the idea of Tshuva is to be able to elevate even that which is on the furthest place from Kedusha, all the way outside. But how do you get the power to be able to do that? That comes from only the highest levels of Kedusha. 
can you elevate that which is all the way outside of Kedusha and through through tshuva you can even atone for averis which were done deliberately whereas through karbonas which are done inside the base of Middash, you can only atone for averis that were done b'shoigig inadvertently and when you reach into the deep the depth of tshuva which is represented by HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself rather than by Torah so as the Medrash tells us that when the Torah was asked what should a person do if he committed a sin the Torah's answer was he should bring a carbon asham which leaves the problem because the carbon ocean can only be done <coughs> for inadvertent averis. When Hashem was asked, He said, "Let him do tshuva, and it will be, uh, be get atonement, because that can even atone for bemezid for deliberate averis, and that has to come from Hashem. That answer must come from Hashem Himself. So if that's what paraduma is, a person could easily say to himself, especially a tzaddik, a person that works the, walks the straight path." And he'll say, what's my connection to Paraduma? I am not outside of the three camps. I am inside the, whole, the place of holiness. I do mitzvahs. I don't do averis. So why do I need a Paraduma? Why do I need this kind of level of tshuva? I, yes, it's true, the Al-Karabha says, that even a tzaddik has to do tshuva. But that tshuva is on things because I may have not reached my absolute potential that I was able to. So you have to do tshuva for that. Chet, Melosh, and Chesorin. The word sin can also mean a lack, and I lack having reached an even more elevated level. But what kind of a connection do I have to the Paraduma's kind of tshuva, which talks about reaching outside into the place of unholiness? So the answer comes that the Paraduma has to be available for every, every single yid. Every yid must have access to the idea of tshuva of the Paraduma. And it has to be constant. You have to always have access to it and the reason is because if the if the Beis Hamidosh was not built in your day the Chachamim tell us you, can, you should consider it as if it was destroyed in your day if there is still a dark deep Golos if there's still we haven't resolved the issues of the original sin of Chetet Tzadas and Chetet Egel so then you have to hold yourself at fault and when and when you realize that so then you realize that you have to have a real serious Tshuva in order to fix the big problem in the world. So you might still say, okay, so I need to have access to the idea of tshuva, but does that have to be the foundation of my whole avayda? My avayda is in Torah and mitzvahs. But, and, and, and tshuva has to be there. Yes, I have access to it there too. I might have to come to it at some point. But do, is that really what is the foundation of my, of my avayda? So the answer is again, the para comes in order to be able to get to Achidosh, which represents mitzvahs and Torah. Achidosh Zolachem is the first mitzvah. In order to get to that, you have to first start a foundation of Parsha Para. It begins there. Only then can you go into the Aveda of Torah and mitzvahs. So this is even for a tzaddik. How much more so for a benini to whom uh, thoughts of Avedas can actually occur? And how much more? And even though he doesn't do it, but they still come up. And certainly then for a person that hasn't really reached the level of being a Benini. In other words, a person that does commit Avedas, a person like that certainly has to have Tshuva, the type of Tshuva that's represented by Paraduma, as the foundation of all Aveda, and it pertains to every single Yid at all times, it always has to be available. And that's the meaning of, that it's, that's the definition of the Mitzvah, because in its spiritual sense, that's what it means, and therefore that's how it also um, occurs and
plays out in the physical performance of the mitzvah as well.